3: Even podcasts.
0: Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: If you like Mount Rushmore shows and stupid poll questions, you've chosen the wrong sports radio show. Expect more. Live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
4: And I appreciate you finding us. It's the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. And you being a part of our family here at the show is really important to me. And I appreciate you being there. And I love our sponsors, too. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can. Rocket can and I appreciate them helping people get into homes right now. I know that um there's a lot going on for a lot of you. Got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of pressure, a lot of anguish in 2020, a lot of frustration, but we're going to all get through this together. Because I can tell you this. I told I told Anthony earlier. He hates Anthony hates how I don't live in the moment sometimes. I'm a planner for the future, and our producer, who you can follow on social media, at Tony Pierino on Twitter, uh, does not like it sometimes when I'll say to him, like, okay, we're six weeks till the NFL season. We're eight weeks till the NFL season. He goes, let me just enjoy my summer. Let me enjoy it. And I get you, Anthony. I get where you are. You you live in the moment more than I do. I I'm do. I'm a planner. I'm a planner. Uh, but I told you at the beginning of the show today, we're two months till Christmas Day.
1: Oh, man.
4: And that drives you crazy.
3: I,
1: I love Christmas so much, but you know, you it's do. just, that means, you know, Christmas means the end of the year. Another year has gone by already. It just, time has gone way too fast.
4: This year is just, this year's been absurd. It's really been absurd. So many different things. But I do know this. We are around, uh, we're 10 weeks until 2021 comes. We're around 10 weeks away. And it can't come fast enough for any of us. We're all uh, we're all very very excited for 2021 to make its arrival because here's what I would say: if you want a slogan, a marketing slogan, 2021, it's got to be better than this garbage.
1: Yes, but it's going to take a little while. I mean, people that think, you know, people think that the calendar is just going to flip to 2021 and then everything is magically going to be okay. I mean, people need to relax. Well, I mean, I get you. But I told you
4: when I got off the plane in Philadelphia a few weeks ago, like a week or so ago, and it felt like I was going back in time. Compared to this whole virus thing, like it felt like I was going into a a time warp because it's different no matter where you are.
1: Well, I'll be happy for January 2021. So then we'll know what you're doing job wise. So then we could stop with these uh, posts on social media. These cries mean? for attention. Crypt. What do you mean? Ah, oh, crypt- we did it again this week. We did it again this week on Instagram. On Instagram, you take a picture, but you're by yourself on a bench. So you look all like lonely and miserable, I guess. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm reading these comments underneath and everybody's like, breathe, John. It's going to be OK. You what know, I
4: just said I was enjoying a beautiful day on a bench.
3: Uh, like on a,
1: like on I think a... you wanted sympathy making, you know, that like you're all oh, you're by yourself here. And uh, well, I was with, by with, myself with, with nothing to do. Uh, Did you
4: see anybody else with me? There was nobody
1: else with me. I was sitting on a bench. No job. Just feeding the
4: pigeons here, sitting by myself. I was not feeding pigeons. I was sitting outside. I was sitting outside the, I was sitting right outside the building where I got chicken Caesar, <laughs> which is two. Chicken Caesar now a verb. When your boss says to you, let's go to lunch, and you order the chicken caesar, be careful, because by the end of the chicken caesar, you may not have a boss anymore. I'm just, I'm just, standing. So I'm sitting right outside there. I was enjoying a beautiful day. What, what cryptic tweet cryptic tweets <laughs> yes yes I, I, I'm, I'm glad to report i do believe we will have a we will have a plan in place by for 2021 it will be a new beginning i, I there's
1: yeah there's don't worry of, people don't worry he's gonna be all of, right don't,
4: don't worry about john <laughs> don't worry about john finding a way to find somebody to give him a paycheck so appreciate that but 2021 is coming and i wonder where do we go from here Like the 2021 NHL season, Anthony, when does it begin?
1: Well, they're saying maybe January 1st, they're hoping.
4: When's the NBA season begin? Reports are. Oh, now what? Maybe Christmas. Like Christmas? Well, the NBA loves Right before Christmas. The NBA, seriously, loves taking over Christmas. It is not Jesus' birthday. Not to Commissioner Silver. (laughs) Commissioner Silver says, the hell with that birthday stuff. It's about hoops, baby. We're gonna start get, right now. I'm I'm waiting for the NBA to announce. We are gonna start playing games at 7 a.m. on Christmas morning, in order that when you're opening your presents, you could be watching uh, the 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 uh, the Sacramento Kings take on the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give you a, a, a ten games in one day. Brian Windhorst is gonna be dressed up like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he'd fit the suit. He would. He'd fit the suit. It would be a good. He'd be a good Santa Claus. Look, you can't put Rachel Nichols in a Santa Claus costume. You gotta. You gotta put. You gotta put Winhorst in one, and just have him do the show all day as Santa Claus. Ho ho ho! Coming up next, the Washington Wizards taking on the uh, Orlando Magic in a game nobody needs on Christmas Day, but it's coming. I uh, we we don't know what the because of this backup. At some point, don't the teams want to get back to their, and the NBA and the NHL and everything, don't they want to get back to their normal schedules? What do they do? Now, Baseball set up. Baseball's going to end at pretty much its normal time on the calendar so that baseball can pick up again and be able to take up where it is left off And pick up with a normal 2021 season. Baseball wants to play 162 next year. And by the way, baseball proved it to you. It can work. It can work. They played 60 this year, they can play 162 next year. As long as the idiot Marlins and the idiot Cardinals act like adults and follow the rules. Unlike Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Or unlike the Tennessee Titans. Or others. Who just can't seem to follow the rules. Organizations that can't get out of their own way. If it adds, Baseball wants to have a normal season. But if hockey starts on New Year's Day, how long's the season? And do they want to play the Stanley Cup Finals in, this year was in August, September. You want to play it in July? I mean, like, don't you have to say, one year we're going to do a shortened season, and then we're going to do our normal playoffs, and then we're going to try to get back to normal for 2021-2022. Or are you going to keep pushing the football down, And try to cram in games and try to, these teams and and these organizations and these leagues have to come up with a plan that is going to say, okay, the 2020-2021 season is going to be different. If you're the NBA, we'll start on Christmas, we're going to play a 50-game season, and we're going to end in early July. And then we're going to get back to our normal schedule next year. The NHL needs to say, next year we're going to start on New Year's Day. We are going to play a 45 game schedule, have a Stanley Cup playoffs and then the next year we hope to get everything back to normal. At some point you can't keep kicking the can down the road. You cannot just keep saying, "Well, we're we're going to adjust on the fly." Adjusting on the fly stinks. You got you got to be able to figure this you got to be able to figure this out. And I don't know what 2021 is going to look like. But I know I'm going to speak confidently that 2021 is going to look a hell of a lot better than this does. Our toll-free line always open for you at 855-212-4CBS. Why is it a free call for you? Well, Geico takes care of that. But you know what Geico wants to do? They want to save you money on your car insurance by making the switch to Geico. If you think about how much you could have been saving, it'll spook you. Make the switch to Geico and save. Save today and thank you to Geico, 855 212 cbs We will have time to be able to uh, have our friends at Geico be able to help you out. Uh, I can tell you that there was a lot of intrigue this week when the Miami Dolphins made the decision that they were moving away from Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback they make the decision and say, well, you know, we're moving away from Fitzpatrick. Now we're going to turn the ball over to Tua. And I got to tell you, I felt for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he had this to say about the move.
3: I was uh, shocked by it. You know, it definitely caught me off guard. You know, it was a a hard thing for for me to hear. Uh, Yesterday, just kind of, digesting the news my heart just hurt all day.
4: Okay. Does anybody, does anybody believe that the players in the Miami dolphins locker room were like, yeah, great. They're giving the ball to the rookie. Awesome. This is great news. Anybody believe that anybody think that's the answer that that's what's happening? Does anybody think that? Cause I'm I'm here to tell you. I don't do a lot of the locker room stuff as a talk show host. Usually time precludes it because when players are available, but I gotta tell you this, I've talked to enough players over the years that I don't believe any one of the Miami Dolphins is saying, Yeah, you know what? We've been playing some really, really good ball. We've been competitive, we're interesting, we're relevant. And now we're going to say the guy who's been leading us, we're going to tell him, who, by the way, is playing as strong a quarterback position as anybody in the NFL right now, one of them. Now, we're going to take Mahomes and, till last week, Aaron Rodgers out of the mix. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing an amazingly high level. And yes, I realize he has a ceiling. And yes, I realize that you can't count on it to continue. I realize that. Totally get it. Understand it. Totally understand it. But, if you're a veteran in that Miami locker room, are you trying to rebuild or are you trying to win? And are you telling me that looking at that that club, they made a decision and said, you know what? We got a better chance to win with Tua as our quarterback right now. Do you think Brian Flores... Watch the tape. Watch the guy playing top five, top six level quarterback play in the NFL this year. And he he went in the room and he said, you know what, this is the time to make this change. Was it his call? Was it his boss's call? Was it ownership's call? Or because there's no way a head coach can go and approach his team. And by the way, I'm sure that went over like somebody ripped one in church that you can you can go into the room and you can make the case and say yeah that's good yeah it's good we're we're going to make the switch today we're making the switch today we have a cuz what should the what should any choice of who plays be made by this guy gives this player player a gives us a better chance to win than if i play player b And unless you're telling me that you believe Tua can step in and play top five quarterback level right now, then you can't make that case to a bunch of veteran NFL players who know better. You can't. And to me, it looks like Brian Flores doesn't make the calls. But maybe Brian Flores says there's other young quarterbacks and they're winning in the NFL and I'm starting out my career. I'm in my second year. I can can find a way to make this thing work. It'll be fine. Whatever it is, I got to question it. The fallout comes your way, by the way, 20 minutes past the hour, right here on the John Kincaid Show. The most comprehensive look at the day in college football. Always right with us, coming your way in around seven minutes or so. Anthony Pierno's done another great job with it. Ohio State coach Ryan Day yesterday apologized. Why? Because we live in Weenieville. Because in 2020, Men get caught up in their feelings. And if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know what I think about grown men and their feelings. I don't want to hear about your feelings. I don't care about your feelings when it comes to sports and a business and games. I don't want to hear about your feelings or unwritten rules or this guy's violating things. Ryan Day apologized. He, he, he flat-out apologized because of the fact that Ohio State, they were supposed to kneel down and not score at the end of the game on the two-yard line. But Jack Miller ran the ball into the end zone and scored a touchdown when they were up 45-17. to 17. By the way, how are things working for you in Nebraska? How's it looking? But Ryan Day said, I had a younger quarterback in the game, I didn't feel like we had the personnel to take the knee, and I probably should have done that. So I just want to publicly apologize to Scott Frost. Coach Day, by the way, two times Coach Day came through Temple University, so I am a fan. Coach Day, would you stop it? For all men out there in America, would you just stop it? Apologizing because your backups were able to score a touchdown Because your backups continued to play the game. Here's what I think about backups. If you've got your backups in the game. And you're kicking somebody's backside. And you've got your backups in the game. And the backups can go on out there and score. Do the backups practice? Do the backups put their blood, sweat, and tears out there? Do the backups, are they dying every single Saturday to try to get into a game and show what they can do? Stop apologizing. If Nebraska had some cojones, they wouldn't let you score. Don't apologize. There's no reason to apologize. Not at all. Man. We, we, everybody getting so caught up in their feelings. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, today it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader. The early games featuring two of the AFC's best going toe-to-toe. Big Ben and the Steelers heading to Tennessee to take on Tannehill and the Titans. And later, most of you are going to see the 49ers. Can they turn their season around against the Patriots? Well, others are going to watch the Chiefs battle in the Broncos. We'll get you set for the day's action with the NFL today. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Today, the NFL is on CBS. And you know what comes up next here on the John Kincaid Show? It's the fallout. The most comprehensive look at the world of college football. Next, J.K. Show, CBS Sports Radio.
1: This is the John Kincaid Show. This is the fallout. Now on the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. We love giving you a thumbnail
4: sketch of the day in college football, and we bring you through it in the fallout every single week here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Number one, Clemson taking on Syracuse. Again, for you non-Southerners, there is no P in Clemson. There's no P. you are a lot of Clemson. It's Clemson. And they take on Syracuse. And that's supposed to be an easy win, right? Why was it 27-21 in the third quarter? And don't tell me that that isn't reason to question. Even though Clemson managed to win 47-21, winning its 27th straight ACC game. Dabo Sweeney, very defensive after the game. Coach, I mean, you seem a little uh, agitated. I just want to make sure I'm at the right press conference here. We, we did win the
3: game, I think. Uh, make sure I'm at the right spot. Am I in the right spot? Okay, just want to make sure. I think we won the game. Uh, so, uh, I think we won it. So I, you know, I mean, you don't usually score 47 points if you don't have the right energy. You know, we made some mistakes. Uh, it's easy to, you know, I mean... It's not energy when, a, when you just don't make a certain play or you know, snap the ball over a head. That's just, you know, you just didn't execute. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not easy to win.
4: It's not easy to win. Coach, very defensive. Clemson opened 6-0 and for the sixth straight season. Syracuse, the last ACC, to beat the, ACC team to beat the Tigers back in 2017, Uh, They end up getting crushed 47-21, but if Coach thinks Clemson looked good yesterday, I wonder what he was watching. Trevor Lawrence, two touchdown passes, Travis Etienne, three scores. I love seeing Travis Etienne thrive in a year that he came back. He could have been playing in the NFL, helping his draft status, hopefully. Clemson finishes a two-game homestand with Boston College coming up on Saturday. Number two, Alabama visiting Tennessee this is supposed to be a historic matchup something that has great great drama it didn't here's Eli Gold from Learfield IMG College Forrest all to the right two
3: wides Mechie and Smitty to the left here's the snap to give to Najee Hilda's walking right in touchdown Alabama Najee's third
4: touchdown behind Landon Dickerson who cleared everybody out on the left side of the defense Alabama wins 48 17 and Olivia Kincaid wore an Alabama t-shirt yesterday on her uh, trip to the pumpkin patch not giving away where her recruiting is going right now but Alabama might be in the lead it wasn't all great for Alabama yesterday even though they dominated Tennessee for their 14th straight win in the rivalry Mac Jones 387 yards Najee Harris three more touchdowns which is awesome but they lost wide receiver Jalen Waddle for the remainder of the season with a broken ankle. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the show. Jeremy Pruitt now 0-3 against his old boss, Saban 23-0 against his former assistant, so don't feel bad, Coach Pruitt. Up next, Alabama hosts Mississippi State. Coming up next Saturday, Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. Well, this is called domination. This is called domination by defense even though putting up 45 points is pretty impressive in a 45 to 3 win. Brian Kelly, what did you think of your team's performance?
3: What's important now is also about what's important next. And 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 so there's this understanding with this group now that everything they do now has bearings on who we are as a football team later in the season. And and we needed to elevate our compete level. And well. They certainly did that today.
4: Yeah, they did. It also helps the Pitt stinks. Ian Book passed for 312 yards, three touchdowns. Pitt freshman quarterback Joey Yellen put in a bad spot with that Notre Dame defense playing really well. He completes 10 of 21 passing for 107 yards and three interceptions before he got pulled. Notre Dame travels to Georgia Tech here in Atlanta next Saturday. Ohio State. As we continue the fallout on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio, taking on Nebraska. Welcome back, Big Ten. And one team looked really prepared to play. I'm guessing it was the team that really, really has those Buckeyes on their helmets. Here's Paul Keels from Learfield IMG College.
1: Sermon in the backfield. two wide in each direction for Ohio State. Snap to Fields. Fields keeps it. Looks to throw. Now takes off running. 15 of Nebraska going wide to the left of the 10. Fields to the 5. Fields spin! and gets to the end zone as he's turned away from defenders closing on him and Justin Fields, a 17-yard touchdown run, his first rushing TD of the year, and it's 30-14 Ohio State.
4: Ohio State dominates Nebraska 51-17, and man did I miss hearing Paul Keels, who I consider to be one of the best play-by-play men in the business. Justin Fields, 20-21 of passing for two touchdowns, and he ran for another score absolutely awesome fields completes his first 12 passes through for 276 yards he ran for another 52 absolutely awesome ohio state belongs in that national championship discussion even after one game they face number eight penn state on the road next week well we'll get to that they won't be number eight for long no 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 but oklahoma state could oklahoma state be impressive well they're sixth in the country right sure they belong But can they hold off Iowa State? We'll find out. Here's Dave Hunziker from Learfield IMG College.
1: So first and ten, Oklahoma State at the Iowa State 13. Tied at 14, 8.50 to play in the third. Sanders fakes a handoff, keeps it running right, gets a block from Woods, right sideline to the five, and into the end zone. Pistols firing. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders with a road grader block from Jelani Woods.
4: Sanders had been out since injuring his right ankle in the opener against Tulsa. Chuba Hubbard ran for 139 yards and a touchdown. Oklahoma State survives 24-21, and they stay undefeated. They're in the mix. They take Oklahoma State hosting Texas next Saturday. If you're a Big 12 fan, you need Oklahoma State to win that game if you want to make a case that you belong in the college football playoff this year. Now, number eight, Penn State. (laughs) Number number eight? (laughs) took on indiana number eight based on what not what i saw yesterday here's don fisher from learfield img college fly fogel set "Here's the snap back penix looks he runs with it looks looks to the
3: end zone now he tries to run it he tried to die for nope, the end zone and i don't think he got in and wait a second oh they say he did they say he did that ball was in his hands that We're ball gonna- was not his. they got a call t- they got a call touchdown here though
1: after his year rolling on the field stands oh my god oh my goodness i'm glad i'm wrong indiana
3: wins it 36 to 35 tom allen jumping all over down there people jumping on him
4: The, the fact that penn state didn't kneel down and went and scored a meaningless touchdown means that mentally they weren't there, mentally they weren't prepared, they weren't coached up, they weren't told what to do, and man, Indiana's season opening 36-35 upset at Penn State ended the Big Ten's longest streak of consecutive losses to top 10 teams at 42. Excellent job, 36-35. Congratulations to Indiana. Now, number nine, Cincinnati, taking on SMU That's Southern Methodist University, SMU. Here's Dan Hort from Learfield IMG College. Desmond Ritter takes a handoff and runs left. He's got room, 15, 20, 25, 30, streaking to the 40, being chased from behind by Denbo. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bearcats
1: as Desmond Ritter goes 91 yards.
4: Ritter 179 yards on eight carries, three touchdowns. He also threw for 126 and a score. Cincinnati wins 42-13. That was domination. Congratulations. That was a showdown of unbeaten teams. Didn't look like it. All right, number 12, BYU taking on Texas State. This should be a mismatch, right? Here's Greg Rubel from Learfield IMG College.
1: Zach awaits a shotgun snap. Comes his way at his belt on a three-step. Between the tackles, steps up to the right and goes deep down the far side. It is Dax Mill, makes the catch at the three-yard line. And steps into the end zone with another BYU touchdown. Another score for Dax Milne. And the Cougars make it 34-7 with a PAT pending.
4: BYU scores 49 consecutive points. Cruises to a 52-14 victory. Up next, they host Western Kentucky. Yeah, that should be a real good game. At number 18, Michigan. At number 21, Minnesota. Remember when Minnesota was good last year? Yeah, I remember those five weeks. Here's Jim Brandstatter from Learfield IMG College.
3: Michigan on top, 35-24, knocking on the
1: door. Milton alone in the backfield, takes the snap. He's running right. He's going to try to get in on his own, and he does! Joe Milton, touchdown Michigan!
4: Cue the Michigan fans to believe they're in the national championship discussion. And then cue the laugh track. Michigan wins 49-24. Joe Milton delivers two touchdowns and 277 total yards in his debut. He looked really, really good. And the Wolverines are now 13-2 in their last 15 conference openers. They'll host Michigan State next Saturday, which I believe Michigan is already up 16 to nothing in that game. If your team didn't make the fallout this week, you got nobody to blame but your AD, your head coach, and everybody else. Another great work by Tony Pierno on Twitter. Anthony Pierno, the fine orchestrator of the fallout. Every single week he is a mastermind here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster, the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flag. He, did the,
1: he did the The show for those who choose to live their sports life with a positive outlook. Let's get back to the J.K. The show the show the on CBS Sports the Radio. People from love, the, uh, love
4: Halloween from my more than I do. More than I did not, not to eat Debbie Downer I'm just not a, I'm, I'm not big into uh, into Halloween And right now Down 25 and a half pounds I, uh, The last thing I want is a big bowl of Reese's Cups Sitting in front of me Oh,
1: I love the Reese's Cups
4: uh, Oh my gosh I love them too Especially,
1: I always throw them in the refrigerator. I like them nice and like you frozen, do like a nice cold. And cold yeah. man.
4: You know what we should do? We should do a segment where we have callers call up and we count down our top five.
1: Okay.
4: Ken Carmen will sue me. <laughs> I, by the way, he is—he sent cease and desists before. By the way, Ken Carmen. Let me just say something. If you don't listen to Carmen on Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. Pacific, I mean, at 2 p.m. Eastern, 10 to 2, uh, that'd be a long show if you went that long. Uh, Ken Carmen is odd. He's odd. He's just he's just odd. He's an odd bird. But what does that mean? It means like a moth to the flame. I can't I can't get enough of Ken Carmen. I really can't. He's an odd bird. Okay, you work with Ken. On Saturday, you work with me. On Sundays, Anthony, and you know you can be an honest answer. Who's more odd, me or Ken? Who, who, who's more odd, me or Carmen? Who's more odd? Yeah, who is more? If you, you said, see, I, who? If you said one of your hosts was being described as odd, is it me or Carmen? Because we both are
1: quirky in our own way. Uh, I would say Carmen. Nah, if I, if so I had to choose between the two, of you, I would definitely go with Carmen. I, I mean, seriously. Ken's odd. He's
4: fun to listen to, though. We Can have different else? names for Kincaid. Yes. To most of them, a son of a. All right, got a lot coming up I want to get to um, at 855 212 4 CBS. A lot of you want to talk, and so I'm going to get to you on the lines. Saban, North Carolina joins us, and I know that today she's hoping for a big win for her football team.
2: All right, John, let's talk about that. Uh, one little pet peeve. You said. Can Dallas really lose to the Washington football team? Why do you yes. say, can Dallas really lose to Washington? Because I,
4: because I. football
2: I, team there? You didn't say Dallas Cowboys.
4: Because, no, I, I just said it because the, the Cowboys, I mean, I just. No, no. I see people them as are very to,
2: like, emphasize football team. Did you say Washington?
4: Okay, could they lose to Washington? Could Dallas oh, lose to Washington No, of course today?
2: not, because Washington is not only people's get white game. We are their second bye week.
4: Second bye week?
2: Yeah, like we are people's bye week? They're on to the next game. They're not even looking at our game. Wow. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you we, know, all the this...
4: okay. You you realize yeah. another high draft pick? Another high draft pick would really be good for you.
2: No, we Cause... may end up with this Ohio State guy. I don't want nobody from Ohio State. Give me one quarterback from Ohio State that has worked out. I don't so you want a want... high draft pick.
4: You don't want the high draft pick.
2: No, I want, see... I want to wait a year and get Sam Howell out of my UNC Charles okay. He Okay, I think some of Trevor Lawrence's records as a rookie.
4: You want to see some wins, then? So you're rooting I for did. a win today.
2: Yeah, I want kind of a false sense of that there's a season. And well, anytime right. Dallas loses, it's good.
4: Well, considering my team lost to your team.
2: Yeah, that's I, I bad. St-
4: I still don't understand how that happened. Oh Is, man, I don't. I don't listen, understand.
2: Listen, one thing I want to ask you. Yes. I want you to start a little call of fame, and I want to be number one
4: on it. You want to be in Well, we, we may consider that. Appreciate you your call. you think I'm
2: a worthy of call of famer?
4: Yes, I think you are. I think you're right there. I love you, and I appreciate you checking in this morning. We may have to think about that. We are going to do, by the way, if you're calling about your favorite candy bar, we're not taking that call. I do not do Mount Rushmore shows. I do not do survey radio. Just don't do it. I don't. There's plenty of hosts who do, and they do it very well. I choose to Be repulsed by it. Trey in Jacksonville joins us. Trey, good morning. How are you?
3: Howdy, howdy. Doing well?
4: That's good to hear. What's going on today? Well, I know that
3: you're a big fan of General Hospital. Yes. A childhood friend of mine, um, her name was Sonny. Her uncle was a fancy actor on General Hospital. His name was Brad. Brad Mall. You mean he was Dr. Tony Jones? Yeah, and so anyway, he came They're originally from a small town called... In Texas. Texas. Right. And Snyder, Texas does a really good job in their one-act play, and they always go to state and win, hands down. They beat all the big schools. Okay. And that that little town seems to crank out other, you know, they're more, you know, soap opera stars, which I know sometimes people want to see big-time stars, but There's something to be said about that, you know. Do you know longevity?
4: Do you know who Dr. Tony Jones' brother was? What famous actor played his brother?
3: No, sir, I don't.
4: How about Jack Wagner? Who was Frisco Jones? Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner was his brother, Frisco Jones. Doctor Tony Jones. They killed him off in a storyline where he got a deadly virus. And I remember Perhaps. at the time thinking, "That's horrible writing. What a stupid thing!" They had a pandemic hit poor Charles, and look what oh, look wow. wait, 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 look! I, I mean, poor Charles was more realistic. Yeah, they yeah. killed him off. He's come back as a uh, he's come back a couple times as a ghost, but uh, that's awesome, Trey. I'm looking I like forward
3: that. to your uh, interview with oh, Victor Newman. So. <laughs> yeah,
4: we're going we're to get Victor on the We are going to get Eric Braden on the show. Thank you. We're going to get him on the show, Victor Newman. You punk! You punk! Jack Abbott. You punk! Rafael in Vermont. Raphael, where have you been? Where have you been? I've been
5: around. I listen to you every Sunday. But well, I, then
4: I, I expect a check-in. I expect you to call Anthony and tell us you're okay. We were worried no, about you.
5: I'm okay, but I listen to you every Sunday. That's not a Sunday I miss you. But I, love that. I, I listen to you. But today I call you because I just want to say last night I watched the game and I have to say those who wait, they used to tell us that in the military, in the Marine Corps, those okay. wait. If you are patient, most of the time you are. We compensate. I mean, you have a good reward because last night Michigan came out, and I see why they waited so long because we saw something amazing. That run, I have never seen a run like that before in my life. That means not Vince Lombardi sweep, nothing, because <laughs> that highway. That highway he created for the running back. I could put a wheelbarrow full of lead and follow that kid, and I will reach the the end zone untouched. That means that was amazing. And well, hey, get I excited cause, people, get
4: excited because Michigan football. We're gonna
5: football? be number
4: ten. We're gonna okay. be number
5: ten by the new once they have the new the the the, the, the new the new rating. We're gonna be number ten. And in two weeks, we're gonna be number five, number six.
4: And then you'll um, lose it. by thirty this year to Ohio State. We'll get closer I, than it's been the last I couple don't years. So
5: we do it when we get there. But Maybe thirty. That defense, Thank you,
4: Rafael. I love you. I love you. I really. I say. I. I. Say, we have a pee in the cup policy. And if you're buying into Michigan winning a national championship or being in that discussion, I'm asking you to pee in the cup. We we and after the and after the show we will we will have it tested. Gary in Jacksonville joins us. Gary, where have you been? Where, <laughs> oh, John?
2: But you know, I always listen to you,
4: John. You know that. Hey, but, 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 again, where have you been? You you at least check in with the family. Would you have Would yeah. you have gone? Out, did you go out on a Friday night and not tell your mom and dad where you were going, and then come back Monday morning and say, "Man, I had a great weekend."
5: No, I'm,
4: I, I, I'm, I'm not a big part of your John. I, I don't go out and drink. I'm not a big drinker. Or something. Good. Okay. Well,
2: that's hey, good, but I, want you, I expect you to Congratulations, John. I've lost uh, 60 myself. So
4: Excellent job, dude. Excellent job. I like hearing that. I wasn't going to let 2020 go down without something positive happening.
2: That, that, so that's, that's great, and uh, congratulations to you, sir. Thank well, you, I'm, buddy. I'm very so what's going excited on? about the Tua era starting, John. As a big dolphin fan, you know that I am. So you
4: are excited about Tua?
2: Oh, yes, definitely. I can
4: understand, it, but but how do you think – do you believe the Dolphins players were
2: happy with that news? Because
4: well, they weren't. No, I, can you, exactly, I can tell you. I can tell you.
2: Like like Fitzpatrick set the world on fire. Ten touchdowns, seven interceptions. The man didn't convert a third down against the Jets. Okay. All okay. day. So, uh, I mean, he did beat the Jets and the Jags, two of the three worst teams in the I NFL. I got you. I got you. I'm just and, saying, uh, I, I, I think uh, – you know, with Tua's been able to, he can move around a little bit even better than Fitzpatrick. I think with the weapons that the Dolphins have with uh, Preston Williams and, uh, you know, Devontae Parker and Gusecki, I think uh, you can put some points on the board, and I- I'm very excited. And, uh, I, I, think you, I
4: think, Gary, I appreciate your call. Hope you're feeling well. You should, You, I absolutely appreciate your enthusiasm for the move. And I am going to, Tua's a kid I'm going to root for. Love his attitude, love his work ethic, love his team, the kind of teammate he was at Alabama. Love it. But what I'm going to say is be careful what you wish for if it's a little too early. It may be too early. I may end up being wrong on that. I'm the guy who
1: told you the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. What tough a first game for Tua being thrown right in against Aaron Donald and the Seriously. Rams defense. It's tough. But guess what? I, I
4: believe the kid can do a good job. They can do a good job.
1: Uh, the Tampa Bay
4: Buccaneers. Made the decision to bring in Antonio Brown. He'll visit the Buccaneers. He's going to be part of the Buccaneers. And then that seems to be the discussion point is that, wow, Buccaneers and bring in, bring in a guy like, uh, you know, Antonio Brown and that'll put us over the top. Let me just tell you this. You have a head coach who publicly on our own airwaves here on CBS Sports Radio on Tiki and Tierney. He said that uh, Bruce Arian's back during the summer. I don't think we really need an Antonio Brown.
5: Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> hmm. ah, there you it's go. Not happen. There's, there's no room. Yeah. You know, it's um, you know, probably not enough money, but uh, it just, it's just not
3: going to happen. It's not a fit here.
1: Interesting. Well, there is room, though, because you lost Perriman. I don't know. If, he's, if he says, I'm coming in on the veteran minimum, Coach, I just want to play with Tom, you still wouldn't find a way to get him in? No. Wow. Is well, it just because you don't trust the what he could do to the culture? Why so steadfast that you would not give it a chance? Yeah, I just, I just know, it. I just know him, and uh, it's not a fit in our locker room.
4: Okay, how do you overcome that? How do you overcome that? Head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians. How do you overcome that? It wasn't a fit in our locker room. This wouldn't be a fit in our locker room. By the way, that was from March on Tiki and Tierney. Great job. Check out Tiki and Tierney weekdays here on CBS Sports Radio and on the CBS Sports Network on the simulcast. What changed, coach? Oh, I know what changed. Tom told you what you're going to do. Tom Brady told you what you're going to do. Really? So you're taking orders from Tom Brady now? Is that where we're at? The head coach doesn't make the decisions. Tom Brady does. Talk about deals with the devil. Talk about a deal with the devil. Let Antonio Brown start making your personnel decisions. You get what you deserve. And guess what? Maybe Tampa fans are thinking that means another championship, so bring it on. Always beware of the open mic. Plus, sometimes coaches speak out of passion and they end up putting a foot in their mouth. Second half of The John Kincaid Show comes your way next, right here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.